Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi there, welcome to episode number 61 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Christy Lee. Welcome to today's episode of the podcast. It's fabulous to have you here. I hope you're having an amazing day and that you're having a busy and productive week in your business and in your work life. How are you? How has the week been? This is a good time to take a breather and uh, just have a little reflect whether you are possibly in the car, commuting, maybe listening at your desk while you're trying to get some work done which I always find a tricky multitask. I must say I can't listen to podcasts and concentrate on work at the same time. Possibly out on a run or a walk, uh, which is my favorite time to listen to podcasts. But whatever you're up to, I do hope you're doing really well and, and having a great day. Now, on today's episode of the podcast, we're chatting about Look, it might be one of my favorite topics to talk about, and that is generations in the workplace. I'm always really fascinated by human behavior, by the differences in generations, you know, a bit like when you do those personality tests and you go, oh, that's just like me. I think the generational research that we have now is so spot on that I find it really, really fascinating. And today we're talking about the youngest of the generations in our workplace, and that is Generation Z or Generation Z, if you like. So they are our youngest generation. Now, just actually in the last week, I was I was chatting to a client who was having a bit of a challenge with one of her team members. Now, in the industry that they work in, they're in the, the beauty industry. She has a, a large team of staff that are employed by her to do this work. And she was explaining, we were talking about the need for a social media policy is what we were discussing in her business. Because of course, we all know these days that social media, especially with a visual medium like beauty is is so important. And she was keen to create a structure that really made sure that her business was protected, which was, it is really, really important. But she was also very mindful to create a structure that wasn't going to stifle her employees or, worse still, leave her best employees feeling like they couldn't have their own presence on social around work without the business being attached. And this was a really interesting discussion for me because often when I'm working with businesses on social media policies, we're very focused on protecting the business. And that's really important because social media is changing so rapidly that sometimes we don't know what we don't know. So until something happens that we then need to, you know, change or update our social media policy, because there were risks that we just hadn't seen yet. And social media, as we all know, is something that you can't escape and that we just need to be a lot more mindful of than workplaces ever needed to be 10 or 15 years ago. So discussions around social media policy are pretty common in the world that I work in and inside our Your People Powered Business membership. We talk about this a lot. And this business owner was just really had a great approach to what I thought because she was not only looking to protect her business, which is the main reason for the policy and it's what she wanted to put it in place for, but she was also very mindful. And here's why. Her team 
or are all employees. So these are not independent contractors that run their own business. These are all, in the most case, full-time employees of her business. And yet she was explaining to me that it's common practice in their industry that these employees would have their own socials page demonstrating their work. So let's say uh, she had an employee named Jane. Jane might have her own socials page called Beauty by Jane. And Jane would be there posting the photos of the work she had done whilst employed by the employer on behalf of the employer. Now, in most businesses, we would be saying, okay, if it's attached to the business, you need to credit the business for that social post, or there needs to be some, you know, tagging or credit or even um, some kind of logo included. We put those kinds of things in because, of course, the fear for most employers is, hold on, this person's going to go and pinch some clients or they're going to get direct work out of the socials by the work they did for me. There's lots of different concerns and all of those are valid. But this employer was explaining to me if she was that strict in imposing that and other employees, employers in her industry are, it doesn't go down well with staff. So she was trying to find a balance to let these staff continue to have their own personal brand on socials via the work that they're doing for her whilst also making sure her business is protected. And so this rolled us into a discussion about a generation of people that she's seeing in her workplace that are basically multitaskers. Now she's well aware that this, you know, these people that are doing this, these employees are also doing this because they're creating some form of a side hustle. Now, whether ultimately they will leave her business for that side hustle, be poached by another employer or start a side hustle that is either in competition or supplementary to her business, we can't be quite sure. But she's well aware that that is the purpose of them having these separate pages. It's, and we discussed that it's almost like a LinkedIn portfolio for a more visual industry. You know, everyone's got their career history on LinkedIn if they're in a corporate professional world. This is kind of no different. Yet, how do we create that? And she was really curious as to why she's suddenly seeing this trend. And it got us chatting about the different generations in the workplace, how they behave, how they view work in the scheme of their entire lives, and whilst different and why different generations, I should say, think that this is totally okay and acceptable. And in fact, if you tried to tell them it wasn't, it would not go down so well. And so we got on a bit of a tangent chatting about different generations, including Gen Y and our millennials, and of course, the generation we're talking about today, which is Gen Z, who are our career multitaskers. They will have multiple things going on at once. And as employers, we need to be not only ready for that, we need to be ready to leverage that. We need to know how to get the most out of this generation because we can't say that the way we did things is better or right. There's no wrong or right. Every generation is different and we all bring different positive aspects to our workplaces. So instead of beating yourself, beating your head against a brick wall thinking, why can't they just be like us, (laughs) whatever generation you're from, it's more important that we really understand them and we understand how they work, how they're going to work and how to get the best out of them. And that's really what I want to unpack with you today to get a better understanding of this generation, Gen Z and to understand how they're going to natively work and how we as business owners and employers can leverage the most out of this generation. So I guess we should start really by 
understanding who exactly we're talking about because you you hear these terms, don't you, and you think, oh, they're probably like in high school or they're just starting the workforce. But we don't sometimes understand until we look at the data who we're actually talking about. So with Generation Z, now, of course, these dates change slightly depending on which source you're looking at. I've gathered these details from the McCrindle website, um, and I'll link to that here in the show notes. They are the gurus, I think, in Australia when it comes to research around generational differences amongst many other factors and traits. Um, But they consider Gen Z to be 1995 to 2009. So those born between 1995 to 2009, which has this generation aged currently between 12 and 26. Now, hand on heart, I may have a little bit of a vested interest in Gen Z because currently in our household, we are outnumbered by Gen Zs. We have more Gen Zs in our household than any other generation. Uh, So perhaps I have a real need to understand more than most. But I think importantly for businesses, there are now 5 million Gen Zs in Australia. They make up 19% of our population. And in the workplace, in the year 2030, which we are not that far from, Gen Z will represent one third of our workforce. One third. So we better pay attention and we better get our head around this because this is hitting us fast, soon, and in a big, big way. Okay, so we know that Gen Z are currently aged 12 to 26. We've got a huge proportion of them in the workforce already and the rest are well on their way. So what do we need to know? Let's look at some general characteristics about our Gen Zs. Now, firstly, and most importantly, this generation is seen as the first truly digitally digital native generation. In fact, they're sometimes referred to as the iGen because they are the first generation to grow up around iPads, iPhones, and all of that digital tech stuff. This has been part of their lives since birth. And this is the first generation where that has truly been the case across the board. So for that reason, things like uh, technical literacy really matters to them. So they may struggle working in workplaces where they're dealing with people that are not particularly technically literate. So that's something to be aware of. So because they've been this first generation to grow up with an iPhone in hand, um, you will see that they'll communicate a lot more with visuals, images, and those kind of things rather than text, where our millennials were text versus talking. They were the first generation to text more than talk. This generation, Gen Z, are the first generation to communicate largely with images over words. So you'll see a lot more of that. Interestingly, compared to their millennial counterparts, they're a much more realistic generation. And I know this is putting an absolute, you know, gross generalization on things, but I know many businesses who often you know, tended to complain about millennials, especially when they didn't know how to manage them at first, as um, their attitudes towards work and towards, you know, reality of life was very different. Gen Zs have come back a little bit towards the older generations in terms of their realistic approach to life. Our Gen Zs are really social. This is interesting. Being the first digitally native generation, you could easily assume that they would lack social skills and lack a desire to socialize, but it's just not the case. They really do love and crave and value social interaction and interacting with people generally. In a moment, I'm going to share some information about what they love in the workplace. And this shows up in that information as well, this need for human connection and human interaction. 
I find that really fascinating because I think if we looked at trends and we looked at the way in which these generations are growing up, it would be really easy to think that they would go quite the other way and really go uh, against social interaction, enjoy a lack of that. But it's not the case with this generation. They really do crave it and uh, value it, both in the workplace and personally as well. Now, of course, because they are the first digitally savvy generation that have grown up with this being part of their lives, you may see a bit of an attention span, <laughs> to be fair, because they've grown up with this constant myriad of distractions thrown at them all the time. It's estimated that the attention span for a Gen Z is about eight seconds. So they will get distracted easily and you will need to figure out how to harness that in the workplace. It's just because they have so much stimulus in their environment and have done since the time they were born that it's, an you know, unrealistic to think it would be anyway otherwise. And again, I find this really interesting. Gen Zs are much more financially cautious than millennials and previous generations, largely because of the era that they've grown up in. They've seen some pretty tough financial times during their early formative years of their life. They've quite often seen their parents struggle financially, and they haven't seen this in a way that the millennials did, where they took a different approach to this. So they've come back around to being a little bit more cautious and they do value security much more than the millennials did, which is great from a workplace perspective because that was often one of the frustrations employers felt um, because millennials didn't value that so much in, in their workplaces. So Gen Zs are that little bit more cautious and realistic in comparison to their counterpart generation. So that's a real general overview of the types of characteristics you're going to see in your Gen Zs. Um, I think it's going to be fascinating to see how they impact workplaces, and I think they're going to have a really profound impact on workplaces. I think you're going to see a generation that's going to almost pull together the most positive aspects of all the generations. This is just my opinion and kind of bring them together. So I think it's going to be fascinating to see how they impact workplaces generally, but also what kind of leaders they are. Generation Z are entrepreneurial types, and I think it's going to be really, really exciting to see what the entrepreneurial brains of the Gen Zs and their entrepreneurial tendencies bring to the workplace, bring to the job market generally, and bring to organizations. And I think we're going to see a period of change, and it's going to be exciting and good change. For you as an employer, how do you know how to get the most out of your Gen Z? What do they want at work? And how can you structure things to really make the most out of having a team of Gen Zs in your workplace? Let's look at a few key things here. The first is obviously the tech. They're the digital natives. They're the most tech savvy. So you really need to be aware of that. Gen Zs are going to be very attracted to working in organizations that are using cutting edge technology. That's across any industry. It doesn't matter whether you're in manufacturing or big data or um, IT or tech or any of those things or in retail, that cutting edge tech in whatever industry, whatever profession you're in, will be very appealing to Gen Zs and they will seek out organizations that are working with this cutting edge technology. So if you want to attract Gen Zs into your business, you will need to be looking at the tech that you're using in order to really attract them into your business. So they find this really exciting to work with new technologies. They also love to multitask. Like I've said, the attention span about eight seconds. What this is going to mean is you might need to increase the number of screens you've got around your office. 
on average, Gen Zs like to work off an average of five screens at once. Yes, you count them five. (laughs) Now, these aren't going to be all monitors, of course, but it's not unusual in workplaces these days that you will see someone with three monitors in front of them, plus their mobile device and possibly some other um, iPad or similar tablet device as well. On average, five screens. Now, for for some of us, that feels a little overwhelming, to be honest, but this generation has grown up with it. They know nothing else. So don't see that as a burden or or something unnecessary. Really embrace that. Because imagine if if they're productive across five screens, I'd say that's pretty good productivity. So I'd be taking it. So tech is number one. Number two goes back to what I mentioned earlier about their need for socialization. They want human connection in the workplace. They actually want more human connection than you probably expect, and you may need to manage expectations around this, but they really value human connection at work. In fact, they may even be less likely to enjoy working from home than other generations because of this. For Gen Zs, they say that around they they feel the majority, about 70% of them or so, believe that a weekly one-on-one in-person check-in with their manager is optimal, but some of them are seeking a more regular daily, you know, check-in or human interaction with their leaders and managers. Now, for leaders and managers that are not used to this and that see performance reviews as an annual event only you're going to struggle with Gen Zs in your workplace. So you really are going to need to reset your expectations here. I've spoken before here on the podcast about my preference for quarterly reviews over annual reviews. And I think for Gen Zs, that is absolutely how you're going to have to go. You're going to need to work at quarterly reviews broken down into monthly target objectives, broken down into weekly check-ins and possibly even daily, more casual, you know, one-on-one interactions with them. They ideally want those weekly interactions in person, face-to-face. Now, that's not always possible in today's workplaces, but here, again, just dial into your technology, whether it's Zoom or Teams or some kind of video communication tool if you can't be in the room with them, will be highly valuable to them. They will want that over a phone call. So uh, bear that in mind. And I think it's really interesting that they want this kind of connection and interaction because it felt for many years like... The workplaces were moving away from that. So this is a really interesting swing back to wanting that in-person touch point in the workplace. So number one was tech. Number two was human interaction. Number three, they're very values driven. And we saw this with our millennials to an extent as well. And Gen Z are absolutely continuing this on. In fact, the majority of Gen Zs value the alignment with organizational values and the culture of the business more than they value salary and remuneration. They would rather work for a business that is aligned with them in values than take a higher pay somewhere else. So those organizations amongst you that are purpose-driven, that have fantastic values, that are well-articulated and striving towards a greater cause beyond the next week, year, or, or even two years, three years, you're going to have a much better chance of attracting Gen Zs into your workforce. Many of them also really want to work for organizations that are both socially and environmentally responsible. So that can be a factor for quite a few Gen Zs. It's not the majority, but it is a large proportion are going to be seeking out those businesses. And they almost all want to work for an organization that makes some form of positive impact in the world. Now, that doesn't have to be social or environmental, but I think if you, know, if you read Simon Sinek's work on the infinite game, 
striving towards a just cause that may never be achieved in your lifetime or your um, you know, your business's lifetime as it currently exists, but striving towards a bigger, much bigger, you know, loftier goal. These are the kinds of companies that are going to do a much better job job of attracting our Gen Zs. And as I said, they love independence. These are entrepreneurial folks. I think we're going to be seeing some very exciting entrepreneurial advancements with our Gen Zs, and I think it'd be fascinating to see how that plays out as they become leaders in their own businesses and during their careers as well. So values alignment, very important. Also important is balance. Now, this is where I'm going back to that chat I was having with that client earlier. Gen Z want a career that allows them to continue to advance other aspects of their life, possibly side hustles, possibly um, social presence, all other things, equally with work. They want a career that does not mean work is all about work. They value a career, absolutely, but they value a career that enables them to also move forward in other parts of their life as well. And flexibility is super important to them also when it comes to when they work. The ability to schedule their own work hours, to have some control over when they work is very, very important to Gen Zs. And in fact, organizations that don't offer that will struggle to attract quality Gen Zs into their workplaces. It is something that I guess they've grown up experiencing. They've now seen, thanks to COVID, that lots of us have put in place successfully. It will be an expectation of them in the workplace. And finally, the other thing that is important to them at work is learning and development opportunities. They value opportunities to learn new skills, to develop, and for advancement. Now, Gen Z are going to get itchy feet if they can't see this opportunity in their workplace. You might keep them a year or two, but if there's no opportunity to learn something new, to develop their skills, or to advance in the business, you will struggle to keep them beyond that point in time. Now, because they're more financially cautious, they are less likely to just jump ship without a job to go to, but they will be actively looking for something else. And we've spoken here on the podcast before about what happens when they've checked out, and we're talking about disengagement and all sorts of issues. So you're going to want to be talking to your Gen Zs about this and setting clear expectations, communicating the likelihood of that or where the opportunities are going to lie and when they are going to exist. So having that communication strategy in place will really help you to navigate that with your Gen Zs in the workforce. The great thing is they are constantly learning. They are always seeking to develop their skills and learn new things. And from an employee perspective, that is brilliant for you because we are working in a changing world of work. There will always be new things. Your Gen Zs are going to be fabulous at bringing those new technologies into your business, being able to streamline things, coping with change, and being able to learn new things themselves. I think this is a really fascinating generation. We're only just seeing them make their mark on the workforce now, but you know, in the next 10 years, they are going to make a massive impact on our workplaces. And I think it's going to be exciting. I think they're going to really challenge some status quo in a really positive way. And I think we are going to see change for the better in our workforces, in our workplaces, in our organizations, thanks to Gen Z. 
So as an employer, I encourage you to think carefully about how you can attract quality Gen Zs into your workplace, how you can leverage them and how you can retain them within your business once you've identified they're right for you. I speak a lot about the importance of values alignment in your hiring decisions. And because this is so important to Gen Z as well, you can have some really transparent conversations in your recruitment process to ensure that values alignment with them. So I think it's an exciting time. I think there's going to be lots of great things coming from our Gen Zs. But to recap the things you want to be thinking about, Gen Z love tech. Cutting edge technology, being involved in tech development is important to them. And they're going to want to work in a fairly tech rich environment. Those five screens that I mentioned. They need and want and crave human interaction. Be ready to be talking to your Gen Zs regularly, one-on-one, in person where possible. They need and want values alignment and will take this over higher remuneration when they're seeking employment. And they largely want to work for businesses that are purpose-driven, that are shooting for a just cause beyond the current, you know, week or month, and that are making a big impact on the world. They do seek balance in the essence of being able to further future endeavors for themselves in their life broadly and flexibility with when they work is crucial to them. And they are constant learners. They want opportunities to learn and develop skills and for advancement in their business and managing those ex- that expectation is going to be really critical for you as the business owner. So what do you think? Have you got some Gen Zs already in your workplace or are you getting ready knowing that they are on the way? I'd love to hear your experience with Gen Zs. What's your experience been with them in the workplace? If you've got someone in your workplace in their early 20s right now, they're probably a Gen Z. I would absolutely love to know what you think the best parts of working with Gen Z are and whether you've had any challenges that you've had to overcome with them. The best way to connect with me so that we can have that conversation about our Gen Zs is over in our free Facebook group which is called HR Support for Australian Businesses. If you just go over, go over to Facebook groups and type in HR Support for Australian Businesses, you will find us there. But I will put a link directly to that group in today's show notes for you. So to find those show notes, just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com, click on episode number 61, and the link will be right there for you. I would love to see you inside the Facebook group, and I would love to hear your experience with Gen Z. So please join us there and share that experience. Let us know what you're finding great, what you're finding challenging, and we'd love to have a discussion with you there about that. That's it for me for today. I hope you've enjoyed that chat about Gen Z. I find it really fascinating. I hope you do as well. In the meantime, have a fabulous week and I'll be joining you again next week for the People Powered Business Podcast. Take care.